You're listening to the EWN Podcast Network. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand, and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Joining us, back now with your host, Christine Kozachuk. Welcome to Women Who Triumph. My name is Christine Kozachuk, podcast host. On today's interview is with Darlene Flemings. Uh, her book is called The Unbreakable. And with Darlene, she is an author, mother, and sister who lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, with her daughter Kayla and Mimi, her Yorkshire Terrier. In her spare time, she loves doing outreaches at churches in her community and abroad. Darlene, welcome to Women Who Triumph. Thank you, Christine. I'm excited um, to be interviewed by you. This has just been a long time coming, so I really appreciate you having me. You're very welcome. Uh, you know, I was just in the Yorkshire Terrier. Tell me, tell me a little bit about Mimi. <laughs> so Mimi, um, I'm I'm a transplant. So I'm from New York. We actually, it's, it's my daughter's dog, but we know how that goes with pets. Um, uh-huh. She begged me for this dog uh, prior to we moving. We were just getting ready to move down here to Charlotte, and she wanted this dog so bad. And I just said, okay. So me and her dad put the money together because, as you know, these these uh, breeds are not cheap. And um, so we got the dog. So Mimi came down with us, and she was only six weeks old. So um, Mimi has now become my dog. <laughs> um, and um, she's my buddy now. She's my pal because uh, my daughter is now, you know, moved out, has her own place and stuff. So it's just it's just me and Mimi. So we we she's my she's my go to right now. So I, I love name. my yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she, yeah she, but I, I get the you know you're taking care of that because gosh I can remember my children growing up and um, I think we had hamsters to rabbits <laughs> to I actually think my son had an alligator once when <laughs> this baby alligators yes yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we ended up taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I told my we uh, 
um, I told my husband, um, we had a, um, a Westie and I had her for about 15 years and my, uh, I, I got her when I was 30 and she, she passed away. We had to put her sleep about a couple years ago. And, mm-hmm. um, my husband and I, we looked at each other and it's like, you know, some days we want another pet, but there's other days we like, no, I don't even want a goldfish. <laughs> Uh, you know, we, we, you know, it, not even a goldfish. But I, I kind of think for me, for him and I, we we're such workaholics and we're gone all the time. We feel like right. you know we neglect, you know. And she used to pout. I can remember. But I tell I tell my husband, I said, you know, I'm surprised that you know she lives so long because I, I'm surprised even my kids because I I I can kill a cactus. I'm just saying. <laughs> like cactus and I have <laughs> oh, it's just way too funny <laughs> Don't leave, yes, uh, you know with women who triumph, you know, it's about women that has went through, you know, firestorms to be the person they are today. You know, when people look at, you know, like myself and you and, and so many others that I have, you know, interviewed, they see the outside, but they do not see the scars and the wounds that we have inside and what we've had to go through. So my next question to you is, you know, describe to me just a little bit into our listeners, um, you know, a little bit of your upbringing. Well, I'm the middle child of four. So it's three, three daughters and a son. Um, and my brother came along a little later. I think he was a, oops, you know, so for, for, for the, for the first most part of my, 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 my growing up, I was the middle child and being the middle child, I felt, I always felt like I had to fight to be noticed. Um, my, my older sister, and, and again, this is my perception of my childhood. My older sister seemed to be the, the golden child or, you know, my dad in conversations always spoke of her. She's very smart. She got to go to like a really you know, good school at the time back then. And then, you know, my, my younger sister, he always, you know, he even had a nickname for her and he would, he would always call her the baby, you know? So I never seemed to find out who I was or didn't really feel loved in that respect. I was a chubby child and, you know, the memories I have is that my dad always, um, would, would, would make note of that. You know, those were the things that stood out, that I was fat, that I was, that I was always eating. So from then, I, I believe when I look back, I never had any self-esteem. I don't remember having any. I don't remember feeling good about myself. I always just remember, um, like, hello, I'm over here. You know, so my childhood became, as I became a, a young adult, of course, looking in love in all the wrong places, never really had, like, my dad was there, but not there. And then when he died at a young age, because now I'm his age, the age that he died, um, I realized my dad was young. You know what I'm saying? And that was the moment when we were then becoming friends as adults. You know what I'm saying? And then I lost him. Yeah. Mm. Right. Um, so, yeah. I, I, want, I want to, um, you know, read a blog that you had on here and, you know, on the Internet, uh, you know, I found this, you know, of course, you know, doing my research on you. <laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah. 
But one of the, you know, it really touches me because, you know, this is so true about so many of us, especially women, is it's called Follow Your Heart. And you wrote this on March the 23rd, 2017. And what it says is how many times have we followed someone's else's heart? How many times have we listened to other people and their opinions and thinking? I know I have many times over. How many times have you believed in someone else's dream, but find it difficult to believe in your own dreams? I have always gotten excited for other people. I have always been excited when I see a friend or family member striving to do their best or achieving a milestone in this in their lives. I have always given of my volunteering for for someone else's outreach project or mission and enjoyed it. However, it is time for me to listen to your heart. But I have a question for that before I finish reading the other because there's another part to this. Okay. Darling, what has been your dream your whole entire life? My dream, my entire life is just to be loved. My dream is has always been to just be noticed, to be appreciated truly and unconditionally. Mm-hmm. My dream is not to own and have things. Mm-hmm. My dream is always just to really be loved mm-hmm. fully. You know, um, we say unconditionally, and some people think that's impossible. But I don't. I don't think that's impossible. I think we can love past our faults. We can love past all the things that we all, you know, have and and the things that we struggle with. But I'm talking about that deep down true love of someone that they know without a shadow of a doubt mm-hmm. they love you. That, that uncon- always my dream. Yeah. That unconditional love, kind of like your daughter, Kayla, huh? Yes. 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 I, I, yes. I, you know, I totally understand that. Now, the second part, you know, of this is it says, you know, the same enthusiasm you have for someone else you need to have for yourself. I have made a conscious decision to follow my own heart and see where it leads me. I have decided to pour into my own self to see how far God will take me. I have decided to be patient with my own dreams and aspirations. I have decided to push myself every day and listen to my heart for the heart never lies. So true. My heart has guided me and instructed me to do things and not so good things. My heart has given me hope. My heart has given me love and pain. My heart had me driving over 600 miles just to be with someone who didn't really love me. My heart had me to write my first book and my second. My heart has been damaged and broken, healed and restored. As long as my heart keeps beating, I will listen. She will ask everyone, will you follow your heart? So the, the my next question for you is, tell me about my heart had me driving over 600 miles just to be with someone who didn't really love me. Well, that um, comes from the book, which the Unbreakable and the the um, the dedication and loyalty that I gave to my ex who's incarcerated, and um, 
traveling back and forth miles miles and um visiting him in prison and you know 15 years goes by and he comes home and he then decides he no longer wants to be in this relationship so when I went, the, the most part of out of that that I struggled with was my time. The most part out of everything that I did it was that I can't get this back. And when I when I would start thinking back to those times, why did I do it? And there were times I would I would be on this road with just barely no gas in my car, and I would just pray that God would get me back um, to Charlotte or back to wherever I had traveled from. And I, I know days I was just driving on fumes and then, then not even knowing how I was going to really get to work on Monday because I would go on the weekends, and God still brought me through. And so when I look deep into that, at the end of the day, it was my heart. I didn't see logic. I didn't see, listen, I can't come this weekend because I need this gas money to get to work. I didn't see logic or um, 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 common sense to say I can't do this because um, I'm going to have to borrow money. So when I look back, I, I had beat myself up, and initially I felt like I was the biggest fool. But mm-hmm. yet sometimes we are because our hearts, mm-hmm. our hearts make us those fools we're fools in love so Mm -hmm. i had to get to a place where i didn't beat myself up about it anymore you know what i'm saying i had to get to a place where i'm just like you did that out of love point blank period point blank period and and yes people thought i was crazy and yes even even now as people sometimes read my books they get angry and they're like oh he did this and he did that and 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 everybody's gonna have a different takeaway but Mm -hmm. for me the takeaway is that I made those choices, and yes, most of them were led by my heart, mm-hmm. and, and, and now the difference is, is to have the balance, right? So the difference is, I don't want God, because there was a time I asked God, remove the pain, but also remove um, how I'm so emotional, how I lead by my heart. No, that's who I am. So I don't want God to, to remove my heart in that way, because I know God is going to send me someone who is going to love me, and I still want to be able to love that person back, right? So you have to be specific, and I have to say to myself, no, the difference now is the balance. The difference now is to have the discernment. The difference now is that you ask God for wisdom, you know what I'm saying? Like, you ask God for wisdom. So I still, I, I am who I am. My heart is my heart. I just now have to guide it a little differently. Because let's be real, I don't want to keep going with the same type of person and ended up broken heart after broken heart. We have to learn from where we are. But in that situation, love, yes, my heart, my heart had me travel. 600 miles, 800 miles, spending vacation time just to go see this man when he was in different states where I couldn't just drive to. So my heart had me doing many things. And now I feel my heart can have me, like when you read my blog, the same things, the same kind of passion and heart that I put into other people, I now, it is essential. It is a, it's, it's a, um, it's a fit for survival. It's, it's how I have to live now to be, to, to, to have the same passion and the same heart that I give others. I have to give to myself. I yeah. have to Christian. And, you know, Darlene, you know, there's, there's absolutely nothing that I see, you know, that you've done wrong or anything like that. So, you know, it's like the the heart. You, for me, you seem like a very nurturing person that you give so much to yourself. 
And, you know, and I always say there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. God will bless you in so many ways and, you know, and help you through, you know, so many things. So, Darlene, tell us, you know, once he got out, what happened? Once he got out, um, it, it, and, and if, if you know you have your women's intuition, and sometimes we just don't listen to it, mm-hmm. and immediately the tone of when he got out really set the tone of where, the, where it was going to go or not go. And I'm, I just looked the other way because, again, the 15 years, I, I just could not believe I would have invested all this time. And, you know, so even from immediately from when he was released, he wouldn't even allow me to pick him up from prison. And that, that, was, that, was, that was like, wow, I can, I can drive up the all these years, but now today, which would be the happiest for me to pick you up, you're like, no, I'm going to have somebody else come get me, and then I'll meet you. So even the meeting was meeting him at the mall. He didn't even have this person drive me to my house. So, and, and it's funny because I never even looked back on that to maybe recently, just how the whole tone of the weekend went when he came home. So I knew prior to him coming home, he was just going to come here to Charlotte for the weekend because six months before he was released, he then wants to spring on me that he's not moving to Charlotte and he'll be moving to New York, but he just needed some time to go up there. And of course, I, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I should have just said, no, you either come home to Charlotte or it's done. And, but again, because I, I still, I still had hope. I still had hope. So, Pretty much from the door, he just went to New York. He stayed the weekend with me, and he went to New York. And mm-hmm. he never came back. He never tried. He never made any um, – he kept just stringing me along. He would come visit, but he kept stringing me along. Not yet. It's too soon. Um, I need to just build up contacts in New York, and then I'll come back. You know, so it was just this cat and mouse back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, two, three years uh, after he, you know, came home, which I'm still going on. I'm still allowing him to come and sleep with me and lay down with me. And then I, I would feel even worse because I'm like, I'm still allowing you to do these things and we're not married. And you know what my dream was and what your promises to me never, you know, none of those came to pass. And mm-hmm. finally, I just had to, it, it was a breaking point. Um, I, I, I believe I had a breakdown. Because um, clinically, I didn't go to the doctor, but I, you know, um, I, I almost lost my job. Um, I couldn't get out the bed for four days because the reality hit. He's not coming. The reality hit. My my reality is is that I'm I'm wishing and praying on something that is not real. Um, my daughter had just went off to college. I felt really alone. Um, I almost lost my job. Couldn't get out of bed for four days. Couldn't stop crying. Couldn't eat. No one knew what, what I was going through. And then finally, I, I remember laying out on the on the on the floor at the bottom of my bed, and I just told God, "Just take me," because I I couldn't. The pain was just greater than any pain I had experienced. And I, uh, you know, my daughter would call from college. It was her first year, and I would dry my face up. So she, you know, we do this for our kids, you know, not let her hear, you know, my pain and stuff. And I was like, hey, Paul, how's it going? And, you know, be this cheerful person. As soon as I would hang up the phone from her, I'd just go back to crying. And that was the big. Yeah, it's more like you were, you know, bleeding inside, but nobody saw it. Yes. Good analogy. Yes. But nobody, yeah. because you because you kept it hid, like, you know, so yeah. many of us, you know, I have yeah. been there, especially, you know, it, with women and, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, we learn to hide it really quickly, you know, and mm-hmm. um, 
um, you know, and I, and sometimes I think that's it has to do with their upbringing also, you know, dry those tears, no crying, you know. But, you know, it's okay to cry. You know, that's one right. thing I would tell, you know, any young girl or any woman, it's okay to cry, you know, that's, and it's okay to break down. You know, there's sometimes there's only so much that, you know, we can take in life and, and there's nothing wrong with we we don't always have to be the strongest person in the room yes yeah and uh, yeah now my my next question for you is you know you going through that what advice would you give to our listeners today if they were going through that exact same thing you know the breakdown and um you know everything what you're going through what advice would you give to them today my my advice would be Know that you're not alone. That, that first and foremost, know that you're not alone. But we won't know that if you don't reach out. And yes, it's, it, it it will be difficult to, um, uh, you know, because there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of shame that went on with me because people said he's going to leave you. He's not going to do right by you. So, so it's like yes, okay, he did it. Now what? So we live in shame. But we have to be free from that. You know what I'm saying? The the the, the, the most I can tell you is just that you have to talk about it. I end up going to a therapist, and, and I believe in that. You know what I'm saying? Because I needed to be coached back into life. I, I was a walking zombie. It's just like an addict who, who you, you hear people say functioning addict, right? Because you still get up, you go to work, you come home. And it was just like I go to work, I come home, I, I I get in the bed and it's just the same routine, but I wasn't living. So I was slowly dying. My heart was literally dying, you know, from a broken heart. However, so many things, faith-based. So uh, the, the, the church that I ended up going to, uh, I, I reached out. I started going because I was, of course, single. Started going to the singles ministry outreach and then just found somebody I could connect with and share my story with, people that could, could lift me up and hold me up. So there's many things. Um, outreach. Um, when when you're going through, for me now, my best therapy is to go out and serve other people, right? So when you're serving other people, your situation, you take it, you take it off your own situation, and then and then God is gonna take care of you because. And then when you're going out, they say mine is not as bad. There's somebody going that's that's worse off than me. So there's many options, but the first one is definitely you gotta talk about it. You gotta reach out to somebody. Like I said, if that's a therapist, if that's if you call your best friend. Don't think that I got to a point where I was like, I'm not telling anybody anything anymore. They probably try, try to hear what I'm saying. But I, but what I realized, people, when they read the book now, who knew me back then, they come to me and say, oh, my God, I had no clue you were going through any of this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So people yeah. care more than you think. Yeah. And you've just got, you've just, you need to tell someone. And, you know, it's kind of funny how you said that. That's, you know, the same thing when I tell my, my story now, because it, you know, it took me um, to only two and a half years ago for me to tell my story. The only people that knew my story was my inner circle and people looking like, oh my gosh, I never knew, you know, you went through that. And, you know, uh, and you know, people are not going to know unless you tell and and never be ashamed for telling anyone anything because we all go through something. Some people worse than others, you know, but we all have a story. We all go through something. And, you know, the only thing I say, you know, like you just read out. Well, my next question is, you know, I, 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 
this is one of my signature questions, but I think I already know the answer to this is I always, <laughs> I always ask people, I always ask my, you know, my guest, um, mm-hmm. describe yourself in one word. Well, I already know that about you. It's unbreakable. Unbreakable. <laughs> so see, if, if I could share just a minute, and, and I'm okay. going to tell you when you say that, you already know. Okay, so yes, unbreakable. Yes, the book. Uh-huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna be very raw right now, and this just happened to me yesterday. And even I have to go back to say who I am, right? And that's unbreakable. Mm-hmm. So yesterday started a new job, excited, everything. Um, I've been I had left the, the the old job a year ago because I want to pursue my dreams. So when I wrote that blog, I was in the process of pursuing my dreams. Left the nine to five. I'm going straight at it, had a plan, X, Y, and Z. Um, but, of course, the struggles come. You know that, the struggles. So you're trying to get your business off the ground, and I realized I got to go back to doing a nine-to-five because now things are falling by the wayside. I, I, I tried as, as much as I could. My dreams is not on hold, but now I have to be real about it. So started a new job yesterday, was behind on my car payments. I go downstairs to get to get in the car. The car has been repossessed. Oh, my goodness. So... In that moment, I'm like, okay, can't deal with this right now. I got to get to this orientation. It is my first day at work. It is my first day at work. I call my sister. She comes and get me. I didn't even have money for, for to get to get a call or Uber because they want to pay for parking. So I said, I'll worry about that later. My sister comes and get me. Um, she gives me her debit card. This way you have lunch and you get home. I, I didn't care about getting home. I just needed to get to that orientation because I knew as long as I can get there today, this would be the beginning of my new life and, 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 and X, Y, and Z. And so at the end of the day, I'm unbreakable because uh-huh. I even get through that. I didn't even got through that. You understand what I'm saying? So my sister's in the car and I'm crying. I'm crying, but I'm like, I got to straighten my face because I got to get to this job. I know things are going to get better. I just got to get through this. This is now another phase. You know, my test is being phased, uh, being tested again. And and my sister, she, she goes, listen, she looks at me and goes, you are unbreakable. Yes, you are. I say, yes. I said, yes. <laughs> I am. I am. And I put on Facebook yesterday, I said, regardless of my circumstance, I am unbreakable. Mm-hmm. This is just another, <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm saying, Christine? So, so for, 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 for us to have lined this, this call up for today, and then this happens to me yesterday, yesterday, right. yeah. it is meant to be to show how resilient we are as women. Absolutely. And, you know, just continue being unbreakable, continue being, you know, strong and, you know, continue your, you know, your faith. And now the today, the listeners, if they want to get a hold of you, you or your book, how can they get a hold of you and how can they order your book? Um, they can get a hold of me. My, my, my cell phone number, business number is 704 Seven six four six. My website is unbreakable. Bees and David, Ellis and Larry, Efforts and Frank dot com, and that's where you can order my book. And I'm also on Facebook, Unbreakable D. Right, and I know your book is also on Amazon, correct? And Amazon and Barnes and Nobles, and you can get it in Kindle form as well. 
Great. So, um, Darlene, I want to thank you so much for allowing me to interview you and, you know, telling your story and helping other women in this world. And so I want to thank you for that. And um, we will definitely speak soon. I appreciate it, Christine. Thank you. Thanks, Darlene. Okay. Bye-bye.